you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to Friday. It's the yes. Friday edition. Um, that's our gumbo show. It feels like it's been a while since we've had uh, an actual gumbo show True. where we just kind of recap what we've talked about during the week. Right. And then open the phone lines up and allow our listeners to chime in on anything that they'd like to talk about that we've talked about. Right. That we've talked about. Um, sometimes it allows for a little bit of humor, sometimes a little bit of a lighter show. Um, I do have something that I would like to present that maybe would be a little bit of a lighter show. And then I want to respond um, because we received an email that I thought made an excellent point Mm -hmm. about uh, some of our conversation yesterday. And this sister didn't get to hear the entirety of the program, but heard my comments on something um, when she was able to tune in. And uh, so she had a response that I thought, Oh, this is good. Let's, let's kind of talk about, uh, the point that she's making, because I think she's making a great point. And then I, I also would like to uh, counter that point. I'd like to to see that point and then also say, okay, but what about this? So, yeah. so we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, but first, let mm-hmm. me let me say this because this weekend is Father's Day weekend mm-hmm. on Sunday, right? Yes. Okay. I just because when you pause <laughs> like that, you make me. I don't know. Maybe I get get my weekends wrong. Uh, you're but right. But usually. Father's Day weekend is kind of like a sorry show. <laughs> it's it's usually like uh, a just a a sorry show of like love for dads. Um, there are not very many cards by comparison <laughs> that get purchased. I don't think a lot of dads like balloon bouquets, but even if they did, right. they wouldn't get any. You know, <laughs> right, like right. so it's like. Uh, Um, But I want to say publicly, happy Father's Day to you Mm. and to all of the dads who are listening. Happy Father's Day to the dads. Yes, thank you. Um, Man, you guys, you matter. (laughs) (laughs) You matter so much. Oh, um, boy. To to the the designer of the T-shirt that you sport on a regular basis, which is one of my faves. It's one of your faves as well. Yeah. But uh, fathers are essential. Yes. Fathers matter. Like, they, they... Oh, my goodness. I I don't know how we've gotten to the place in our culture where we have so demeaned dads, which, again, if you just kind of stick with what our our premise is, that whatever those things of great importance you see come under the, I guess, the fiercest attack. Right. Mm -hmm. And certainly dads, their their leadership in the family, Mm -hmm. their care for children. All of that just gets pushed to the margins. And we normalize this idea that dads are not supposed to be like hands on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, I, I don't know. I just <laughs> anyway, that's sad. So happy Father's Day. And to any of our listeners who when you call in to make your comments, if you want to preface with a happy Father's Day to the father in your life, mm-hmm. uh, please feel free to do that. Yeah. Now you can't go down your list. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the few people. OK, a couple people at the top. All right. Uh, then you can do that. Um, anyway, 
let's recap what we talked about this week. And then I've got a, a story that's going to make all of us feel super genius, super, <laughs> super genius. Okay. And, and, and then, and then we'll respond to some family mail or fam. I got to make sure fam- you hear that M. Mail. Fam- mail. I think it's a cool play, but if it's not heard <laughs> right, then it's like, Oh, why you got fans? No, I, I I didn't mean that like that. I don't know why she's always mad like that and says things like, "Why you got fans?" We have we have fam, family, fam yes. mail. Yes, fam and, uh, mail. Fam mail. <laughs> Speaking of the ah uh, at the end of words. Oh yeah. What's going on with your son? I don't know. He's actually what's going on with. The other son that he's getting Who's that from. Influenced like, him. so where is My he getting goodness. that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. That just happened. You and I don't talk like no. that. No. Our must big be hearing three it somewhere. don't talk like that. I I don't I don't know where it's coming from. But if you you know what I mean, you've got this kid who just let me think of a word. Um, so you say stop it. Stop it, duh. <laughs> Like right. what? Where is that, where, where is that, that coming from? Like I don't understand. Duh. You know what I mean? Like that, where is that coming from? And so now the toddler, the two-year-old, right? He who is a parrot. <laughs> that that is he. Bless his heart. Okay, he is fearfully <laughs> and wonderfully made. But at two, they are they are glorified parrots. They just repeat <laughs> what they hear. They don't really understand what they're saying. Like sometimes they do. Right. But they just they just have heard these words used here. And so then they just try them. They just throw them out and see if it works. You know, sometimes it works against them mm-hmm. where you go. What did you say to me? You know what I mean? Right. Um, anyway. All right. Uh, so let's recap for for the week. On Monday, we talked about gender binary not being an idea. Mm. This was looking at some research that has uh, confirmed that Americans generally are moving in the right direction. Uh, as far as sexuality, yeah. well, let me say this: uh, sex and gender. Yeah, and pretty much seem like get tired of <laughs> stuff being thrown in your face. They're over it every day, all day. You so know. exhausted of it. Yeah, man. I was reading an article to this point. I was reading an article and I, I pulled it up, but I didn't highlight on it. I, it's just one of those that I was kind of like a yay, you know. <laughs> and I thought maybe I'd, I'd save it because it could turn into a Monday discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me just because I think this is really, really good news in line with the idea that Americans are just exhausted of having what is being called pride pushed in their faces. And and so this article that we talked about, the the study that we talked about in the beginning of the week found that increasingly more Americans are saying there is a gender binary. Okay. (laughs) There is just male and female and, and, and in conclusion, stop, like stop, (laughs) you know what I mean? So that's that. But then this article is from the Washington stand, which is the family research council's uh, news arm. Uh, So from the Washington stand, uh, this is an op-ed, far-left jurisdiction appalled when, listen to this, middle schoolers revolt against Pride Day. Mm. So 200, and mm. well, this article kind of starts with kind of giving a background of the, the I want to say the Boston Tea Revolt. But here's the, here's the, here's the actual meat of the article. Mm-hmm. Marshall Simons Middle School in Burlington, Massachusetts, approved a Pride Month Spirit Day on June the 2nd. They Their last day of school was today. Okay, so on June the 2nd, they approved a Pride Month uh, Spirit Day, which was requested and sponsored by Spectrum Club, a student organization. Long story short, a bunch of other middle schoolers 
revolted on that day, showing up wearing colors like red, white, and blue, saying that their pronouns were USA. Like, this is in <laughs> Massachusetts, wow. in Burlington, Massachusetts. <laughs> yes, and, and pulling down all of the rainbow stuff and saying that they refuse, like they're tired mm. of being forced to agree with something or to celebrate something. And it, it's crazy because in reading this article, the administration um, was just like so clutching their pearls. Like we try <laughs> to create an environment of inclusivity and that these kids are acting so violently toward their peers. Um, but I think this is in line with what we started talking about at the beginning of the week, that Americans and even young Americans, all right? Like when, when Gen Z is saying, hey, listen, enough with your pronouns and your days and all of this stuff that you're forcing us to celebrate, enough right. with that. That tells me that we really have reached a type of saturation in this country where people are just like, okay, we get it. You know, <laughs> you're so about living your life. Why do you keep trying to force us to live it? Right. I think Man. that's a good thing. It is a, a great thing. thing. Like, look, you know, people are getting tired of it being shoved down in down their throats and, and, you know, everywhere you look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you, yeah. you can't escape it. And so I'm glad that. You know, you have these kids who are like, yeah, man. no, I'm tired of this. Like, stop, you know. <laughs> it man. gives me a special joy that that it, it is children. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gives me a special joy. Um, I don't want to overuse the word hope, but this does make me hopeful. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That you can have kids who have the kind of boldness and the kind of resolve to say, We've had it. Right. And it's got to be a significant number. Although the school has not released the number of students who engaged in this protest, mm. it's got to be a significant number of students because it caused a huge ruckus that there had to be a <laughs> formal apology issued to the underserved group. Mm. Wow. Man, what? Okay. Anyway, so don't want to turn it into a Monday, but I'm just saying that <laughs> coupled with what we talked about right. on Monday of this week, right. I think it's very good. And and I think that for believers, as we continue in prayer and action, mm-hmm. as we continue in prayer and action and the things that we're doing to fortify our kids and to continue living the truth and refusing mm-hmm. to live lies mm-hmm. and, and let people invite you into lowercase T truth, you know, um, then we need to keep our foot on the gas. I think yes. that's a really good thing. So that was on Monday. And then on Tuesday, the government is not the parent mm. uh, discussing these moves and, and even the public discussion. Do we need federal legislation to um, to limit social media use in our children? Mm. Because they're not okay. They're not okay. Um, my My point was parents, you just have a parent. Like, You know, we don't need the government to make a law for that. Like we need to parent. We need to see what's going on with our kids. We need to discern and we need to say, okay, um, you're not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You need to say, hey, you're taking a break. Like, you you know, because I said so. (laughs) (laughs) According according to law, HB, I said so three, you're not on Instagram. Like you're not, your TikTok account is closed. And anyway, uh, so we talked about that and I'm recapping all of these because we want you to be able to call in. Maybe you were listening during the week and you didn't get an opportunity to comment on something that we said and you wanted to, Mm. you can. So Mm -hmm. the phone lines will be open, uh, Short. Well, I'll say on the other side of the break, but I, I do have some other things I think I'm going to have to fit in. And then yesterday, Will the Great, you talked about prayer. Yeah, on Wednesday we talked about prayer, um, talked about the importance of prayer, how prayer is a weapon of a warfare that's been given to us, yeah. how the enemy, you know, is a trick of the enemy, and he would uh, use it to ha- his advantage if yeah. we don't pray because it's such a potent weapon that, man, I wouldn't want my enemies to use their best, one of the best weapons that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can get mm-hmm. them distracted, busy, and not using their weapon, hey, I, I, 
I stand a chance to defeat them. And so, mm. you know, I think a lot of times when we look at prayer, we we know about prayer, we talk about prayer, we, you know, understand the power of prayer. We've heard stories, but do we pray? And so yeah. it was just a call for all of us to be encouraged, uh, to use that weapon of warfare, uh, to to use it, to be skillful in for, as far as praying with the word and using the word of God. And 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 understanding that God desires to hear from His people, yeah, it's a relationship, and that's and, right. You know, and it's not a monologue. You know, He desires to speak back to us. Yeah. Uh, and so, just it, it was an encouragement to pray. To pray. That's so good. You know, yeah. I had a conversation with Nathaniel and Sam Witt this morning, as we were reading God's Word together and then talking about it, and, and then nearing the end of that, I asked. Well, actually, Sam Witt volunteered to to pray, mm-hmm. and um. After he prayed, then Nathaniel wanted to pray. And our listeners would be familiar that there are some developmental delays and things that we are working through with Nathaniel. But I will say this, that Nathaniel is a, I call him a man of faith. He's mm-hmm. a boy, but I call him a man of faith because when he when he goes to the Lord, he just believes that the Lord hears him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he just, this is true. It is so convicting for me. Um, as we were wrapping up our trip in uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. he was suddenly sick. Yeah. And I start immediately with all the things, okay, what do we need to do? What do we, and as we were trying to load up and leave the hotel and everything, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just really sick and weak. And and I'm like, buddy, what do you need? Like, you know, what can I, do you think you're going to make it? So I'm starting to think like, okay, are we going to really get on the road, you know, 12 hours now with him in this state? Right. And um, he says to me, and verbatim, he says, I think it's best that we pray. That's what he said. (laughs) Nine years old, right? He said, I think it's best that we pray. So I start to pray for him. And then he starts to pray. And surely the Lord touched his body. And we've seen the Lord do this Mm -hmm. many times that he responds to his faith. Well, this morning there was something that happened talking about prayer. There was something that happened. And now this is what I think. I don't know this for sure. But you know how sometimes when we're in settings where we're praying, we compare our prayers to mm. other people like, you know, right. oh, yeah. uh, I want to pray well. I right. wanna, And we, we don't even think about who we're talking to. We think about who's listening to us in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this happened. I think Sam Whit prayed and then Nathaniel felt like he couldn't collect his words, maybe because it wasn't going to sound like Sam Whit, you know, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit reminded me because I had been reading this earlier this week, reminded me of Exodus chapter four where Moses is like, I can't, I can't, I'm slow to speak, you know? And the Lord God says to Moses, who made the mouth? Mm. And so I said that to Nathaniel. We actually went and read it. And man, the Lord enabled him to pray. Like I I told him, the Lord made your mouth, right? Your concern is on what you are saying to him, not in everybody else and whether or not they will approve of it. So anyway, just another example of how we live in real time, encouraging and strengthening our kids in God's word. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Stay there. You are so beautiful. Here in your holiness. Lord, I wanna bless. So I let my heart confess. You are so beautiful. Before your majesty. You showed me love when all I felt was tragedy. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Appreciate you listening. It's the Friday edition of Aaron the Addison's. We do a little bit of a lighter show, um, kind of recap, but then, you know, we go in the direction that we're going to go, right? So <laughs> yeah. so we're okay if it gets a little heavy. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Halvey with Beautiful. 
Okay, so this is from the website uh, The Messenger. I thought this was really interesting and a surprising turn of events. On Tuesday's episode of Jeopardy, none of the three contestants could complete a line from a uh, Christian prayer. So this one, uh, it was a two hundred dollar <laughs> slot here. Uh, here is what it sounded like. Mayim Bialik asking the question um, as the host, and this is this is what it sounded like. Here we go. Matthew 6, 9 says, Our Father, which art in heaven, this be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Listen, now listen. Look, I, I feel wow. I feel like the I feel like the contestants of Jeopardy are like, oh, you laughing? Listen, I these people are some of the most brilliant on the planet. I was reading another article that said they recently had a streak a streak, which was like a record for Jeopardy, where they had like twenty three questions where in a row the contestants didn't know the answers. Mm. So twenty three questions in a row is like a streak of embarrassment. Um, but even like the producer of Jeopardy said, this is really like we want to forget nights like that. Right. Um, <laughs> But but listen, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what, like, what do what do you what do you what do you Man, say just, to that? I, like, what? I think it's an indication of what's happening in in America. <sighs> like, look, I, I think that is a clear show of something that was seen to be something. It would be something that everybody would know. Children would know. Uh, pray growing up like I, I remember you, you pray that you know before you went to bed like it was like routine My even goodness. ones who maybe were not christians they knew like okay yeah. that prayer you know is so that a, is that an indication of where we are like i don't want to make everything you know, like, oh, okay here we I, go Mika. i think it could be i think it's man i don't know i for no one on that uh stage to know ah uh, i think you i think it wouldn't have been that way years ago man right? even I, 10 i yeah, feel like even 10 or 20 years ago somebody would have got the answer you know that's like that's I, like i, I don't know. know i don't know that's yeah. that's if kind of mind-blowing to me I if it's know, me th- that's really the only time i'm hitting my buzzer like i feel like that's <laughs> oh wait a bible question like you know and you know, I, even in that i'm like i'm gonna risk it okay but right. like but, i'm gonna just know, try it i guess you know? people say okay y'all grew up in church and i think that's the thing now, but this country, yes, moved away, moving away from is even founded on biblical principles. But, this but, country, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying people are, have been moving away steadily from you know even growing up in church or letting their kids go to church or taking because at least you, you used to have like That's parents that didn't go to church. They would, they would kids. get their kids, send their kids that's there. That's a really good point. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a fact. I you know. I have some studies that I include in some of my presentations that actually look at. Oh, that's I've forgotten about that. That that look at the decline in religiosity, mm-hmm. and it's because in each generation, uh, religiosity has declined, and yeah. so it's and and some of the things that are cited are the rates at which parents are even sending their kids to uh, like Sunday school or like vacation Bible school, which there was a time that even if the parent was like, you know, a heathen, they, they knew that it was important for the the child. Oh man. So then we just get to the place where. Yeah. So think hmm. about it. You know, if that's not happening, because even in those uh, situations, the the children would hear those prayers. Like they would hear it and they learn that. You know, right. but if that's not really happening where parents are sending their children to church, hmm. which, you know, we want whole, all fam- the whole family to go. But at least they were sending their children to church. 
then I, I think you get results like this. I, you Man, know. yeah, that's a really good point. That's I mean, that's the study. This was in 2020. That's the um, the the research mm-hmm. that was conducted about why America. I think the title of it is why Americans stop believing in God. And and um, oh, it's kind of coming back to me now. But yeah, that that each generation is less and less religious. And And one of the points that I've made in talking about this data is that we tend to think that America's decline is that long football throw um, to the end, but it's really just sort of like each little line of scrimmage, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if I, okay, every 10 whatever. yards, you know. Okay, sure. It, yeah. yeah, you know, we tend to think it's the Hail Mary, it's the like the yes. long, you know. Yes, yeah. but it's a decline in every generation. It's like stepping down steps, right, so that this generation is not religious, so then mm-hmm. this generation is going to be even less religious than the previous one, and then you eventually look up, and you've got three like brillionaires. <laughs> That's what the Jeopardy contestants are, right? They're like brillionaires. I mean, they've they've got all the smarts, and and they hear or see something like Matthew six nine says, "Our Father which art in heaven, this be thy name." Oh my, oh, and they're just standing there. <laughs> if you're watching the live stream, you saw we played it. They're just they're just standing there. Yeah. Waiting for something like this planet was discovered by this scientist <laughs> right, right, right. in 1925. Right. They'd be all on that. <laughs> who is Sir Rickham Schnoots? <laughs> and you're like, that's how do you even know that? And then first of all, how did you remember that you knew that? You yeah. know. Um, anyway, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It's something to make us all feel a little bit smarter that you know some Jeopardy contestants were stumped, and hopefully, and I'm going out on a limb here, man. I hope that many of our listeners were like, man, come on. How did they? I hope that we didn't have any <laughs> listeners going, well, <laughs> what was it, Mika? <laughs> Hallowed or Hallowed if you're really saved. I'm just kidding. That's hey, see, you need to tune into Bible with Consequences. Bible that, with Consequences. Okay. You find that on our channel. You, you'll yeah. see. <laughs> we try to stump the kids. But yeah. here's the thing. I think the Holy Spirit will draw from it. Even when they get the answer wrong and their yeah. consequences, like they have to eat bugs, then they... <laughs> They did have to do that, yes. by the way. Guys, check it out. <laughs> There's one kid who just, man, he couldn't he couldn't get through it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but whatever you, know, you do, underscore eight. Check you it out. Check it out. Yeah. 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 YouTube. So then you can <laughs> you can mock them when you see them. All right. Uh, now let's move on. Right. I we got this email mm-hmm. um, from one of our listeners. This was after yesterday's show, and this sister listens to our program on a regular basis, and so I really appreciate that. And she wanted to bring in some perspective. We were talking about um, our athletes, our female athletes, and how they they've been forced to compete against male athletes. And I said something to the effect of like they've been thoroughly indoctrinated that they cannot assert themselves. They can't get out of the water. Um, They can't stand up for themselves because they've been taught that that's hate. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to bring in a different perspective for our consideration. And I thought this is really good. And I I thought our entire audience should also consider this perspective. And so then I want to throw out another question on the other side. But this is what she said. Um, She writes, I just caught the last few minutes of your show today where the caller said that girls should refuse to participate in sports when a man. Now, she says transgender, but I want to make sure that we understand. And there's a reason that I say these are men. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we don't have any other categories. We only have male or female. But when a man is participating and she says your comment was that the girls have been taught that they would be participating in hate speech by refusing to participate. She writes in parentheses, I'm paraphrasing. 
I think it is sad that no one mentions another reason that is as important. These girls have trained for years and years. By refusing to participate, they give up the chance to win or at least get a second or third place, a position they have trained for and longed for. If they don't participate, they cannot win and are possibly giving up their dream that they have been training for. This is a heavy load. Many times this is their one chance dream to fix a problem that does not belong to them, namely the sick, sick sin that ever allowed men to claim to be women in the first place. And I thought, man, that's a that's a really great point, you know, like that these girls are often kind of caught between this rock and a hard place of I'm an athlete. You know, I mm-hmm. I love competing and I've trained for a very long time. Uh, never anticipating that they would get to the point where they would then have to compete against men and only hope to get second place, mm. like at, at best to get second place. Right. Um, I think that's a great point. I would like to say this. And um, I, I just for everybody's consideration, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is it possible that we could train our girls? Now, I know I'm, I'm you know, digging down deep here. Is it possible that we could train our girls that that type of statement, though, produces the better outcome? The statement, when I say get out of the water, it produces the better outcome that says I'm worthy that I should compete against. other. I don't I don't have to settle for second place, a man being named better than me Mm -hmm. because of the climate that I live in. And so I'm not going to compete against a man like I. Now, look, I'm not an athlete. I understand that that sounds probably like idealistic, okay, that you but I think it's worth pressing that into our girls' hearts that, hey, that is not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to say now I understand psychologically these female athletes could say to themselves, I got second to him. That's really first. (laughs) But I feel like that's still a loss. You know what I mean? I feel like that's still just recently I was reading another article. Um, now Johns Hopkins has, uh, is it John, John Hopkins or Johns Hopkins? Johns, <laughs> man, I forget. It's, I forget. It's, no, it's Katanji. Katanji uh, Brown Jackson. I got that. <laughs> oh. I got that. But you, go ahead and make your point. I, I, I just wanted to bring something up. I'll ask you a question, you know. Okay. But well, make no, the point you were making about Johns Hopkins. It's, whatever. Okay. There we go. It's the erasure of women yeah. is what we are battling. They recently had like gloss, glossary terms mm. on their website. Now they adjusted this and removed it. Um, but in talking about what lesbians are now, excuse mm. me for having to discuss this, but just listen to the absurdity and the stupidity of this, that lesbians are so quote unquote, non men who have romantic, psychological, physical attraction to other non men. So <laughs> everything in their power to not mention women, <laughs> right? And and so now they got some pushback and they and they took that down. But but that's I feel like that's where we are. So I feel like when our girls compete against these men, it's almost like legitimizing that they are a different category mm. that's worthy of my competition. I feel like I feel like our girls should just say no. But go ahead, yeah. you were going to bring something. No, up. just thinking about um, then this is not the same thing because um, she wouldn't have to compete against um, men. But I'm thinking about the girl that plays soccer, Jayla. Um, Oh, Jaylene Hinkle. Jaylene Hinkle. Oh, wait, she got married. I forget her new last oh. name, but her maiden name is Hinkle. But, I, you know, and I know they really imposed upon her that, she, you know, she can't play because she didn't want to put on the um, the pride stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like those type of stands, though, 
mean something. So if, yeah. if there's a if there's a uh, athlete said I'm not swimming, you know, yes. against, I think that makes a, a statement and a st- and it takes a stand, even though uh, our uh, listener is right in that man they they train and man they've competed. But I think that that's one of those things that is going to be laid on the altar yeah. to, to stand for Christ. I, yeah. And, and that's yeah. hard, just like right. for J- Jaylene. Like she, it was hard for her not to participate. Yeah, she's you know? a soccer player. Yeah, yeah. she could have just put on the flag and just said, okay, I, I've trained hard for this, so I'm going mm-hmm. to do it. But I think that's a great point. Th- that stand, you know, saying, no, I'm not doing that. And she knew what the cost would be is, is appropriate. Yeah. But I'll, I will say this, though. That presumes that, and let me open the phone lines, 888-589-8840. Get you queued up and we can talk about what we're talking about today. 888-589-8840. That presumes that there is a deeper conviction than just the competition. So so like, because what Jaylene Hinkle did, and I hate that I'm forgetting her, her new last name, but what Jaylene Hinkle did was she had made a commitment to the Lord that her playing soccer was going to be for his glory. And so she found a conflict. It's interesting. I'm going to be talking about some of this at MFL. But she found a conflict in playing Mm -hmm. while advertising sin and wickedness on her back. (laughs) Right, right. You know what I mean? So so not only did she, it wasn't just her principle of like, oh, I don't like that. It Mm -hmm. It was like, no, man, I have been given this gift. God has allowed me to play soccer. In fact, she has a very and, compelling testimony. And so, yes, all of it, but yeah. so I was going to say that's the difference between, so if if the swimmer or whoever else is yeah. a Christian, right. then they have to consider that. Like why, yes. they, you know, because the thing is, if not, they can say, well, I'm just going to swim because I train, you know, but we have a higher standard, you and know, we're like, difference. And, and that makes a, a huge difference, you yeah. know? So in the consideration of, of being a Christ follower. I don't, I don't want to like turn it into like, spaghetti as mm-hmm. we follow it here but i and tell me what you think about this mm-hmm. i i almost feel like when our girls swim or you know whatever wrestle or run against men mm-hmm. i almost feel like what they are being forced to say mm-hmm. is that they are running or swimming or whatever that they're competing against women it, i feel that, like that's the statement i was gonna say that to me is, is a sign of affirmation to like okay i'm still gonna do like to me i think it was it would show like a, a affirming of that and, and still doing it it's mm-hmm. it's like bake the cake to me, yeah. in my mind, I, that's, yeah. that you're saying, okay, because you're mm. doing it. You're saying, okay, well, it's all right. Well, I'm still going to swim. No, no, but to not do it is to say that's something you're wrong with woman. this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not a woman. Exactly. It's, it's like refusing to use the preferred pronouns. Like, yes. I mean, it may cost us something, but that's the question that we have to always come back to. Is God worthy that it would mm-hmm. cost us something? All right, let's try to squeeze in one call before this break, and then we'll just go to them rapid fire on the other side of the break. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Ron in Texas. Hi, Ron. Hi, guys. Uh-oh. How are you? And, Good. Uh, happy Father's Day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, real, real quickly, I wanted to get on three things you guys touched. One of them is the essential nature of fathers in society. I think the absence thereof and the tearing down of the importance of that is part of Satan's plan to kind of destroy our, our the family and destroy the country. Mm-hmm. I, I work for an organization 
and I won't give a name because they avoid a commercial. Hey, book. hey, Ron, 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 could you hold, please? Because we're going, we getting to a break. I don't want to cut oh, you sure, off. Sure. Hold oh, on. Okay, that's a great idea. Let us grab this break, and we'll come back on the other side of the break because I feel like our brother with the three points that he has, we're going to be speeding through them and not get right. everything. So we'll grab the break, and we'll come back right to Ron's call there in Texas. This is Aaron the Addison's the Friday edition. You can be a part of the show by calling eight eight eight. 589-8840-888-589-8840. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm a citizen of that place where my mission is. That drives us though sometimes we get tired like Michelin's. If they listen in, they might say not this again. Here go the secrets to my biggest wins. I just, I just, I just, uh, I just lied down. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and it's Trip Lee with Lay Down. Let's go very quickly back to our brother of Ron, who's listening to us in Texas. He wanted to make a few points about what we're talking about. Ron, go ahead, complete your points. The point was about the necessity, the absolute necessity of and critical nature of fathers in, in a home and in a, in a community. Uh, part of the ministry I'm involved in, we, we were focused just on that training and teaching churches to disciple and train men to be passionate followers of Christ and good godly fathers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I can't be overstated how important it is. And part of my reason and passion for this is that I grew up in a community in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and where we saw the fathers disappear. And right now to this day, you can make a straight line from the, from the absence of fathers in the late 60s to the disaster it is now. It is one of... 53206 is the zip code I grew up in, so famous that they've made a movie about it. Mm. But uh, it is a, one of the prime examples of how important it is to have fathers in households. Uh, number two, part of the, I think part of the, the repercussions is what we're facing now with the whole alphabet sexual pre- um, uh, perversion movement. Mm-hmm. It is you, you rip fathers out of household, you rip manhood away, and then people are kids and people are left to Satan's schemes to distort all sorts of what those, those things I think are key and are connected together. But mm-hmm. I am encouraged that you have children and high schoolers now who are now rebelling. Yeah. Uh, and I, what I <laughs> want to see from this point on are women and men, men alike who says who who stand up for their faith and says I will not endorse this. I will not yeah. go along. Mm-hmm. I will not comply, and I will not compete if necessary. I'm willing to sacrifice that because yeah. that is not my God. Yeah. My God is my God, not my sport and my talent. And oh. whatever I lose in the process, God will restore tenfold. Amen. Amen. Ron, Amen. thank you so much. That is so well said. And and that's I think that's what we were aiming at saying without <clears throat> trying to make it seem like um, I don't think that that's what our sister was saying. But I, I my caution was that. Uh, I don't want anything to be more important to me than the glory of God. Amen. You know what I mean? I don't want there to be anything that competes for the glory of God. And it's just what you said. My God is my God, not my sport, not my employment, not my vocation. Like my God is my God and, and he alone is worthy. So, yeah, thank you so much for that. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Bruce in Mississippi. Hi, Bruce. Go ahead, Bruce. Bruce, are you there? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Sure. Hey, guys, I want to tell you how much I love your show. I love you guys. God has really ordained you for a ministry that is just wonderful. Um, Also, I wanted to say that, uh, Will, I love your statement that you made a while ago about uh, uh, these young ladies need to put this on the altar for Christ. 
that decision. They need to just stand up and say, no more, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. Whether you finish second, third, whatever you've trained for, it doesn't matter. Serving Christ and obeying him is the first thing that we should worry about. As Joshua told us, he commanded the, the children of Israel, choose you this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we have to make a decision. And also a couple of other points. Not a big fan of LeBron James, but mm-hmm. how would how would people respond if LeBron James all of a sudden identified as a woman and wanted to play in the WNBA? How would they respond <laughs> in the fairness of it? Right. Or, or more importantly, what if Mike Tyson all of a sudden decided he oh. identified as a woman and wanted to step into the ring with a woman? Yeah. Well, we already have men punching women in the face. We, we, it's true. I mean, you're, you're, that's, that's an excellent point that yeah. you're making, Brother Bruce. But can I just say that we, we actually already have men stepping into the ring. It was MMA yeah. stepping into the ring with women and promising to, to crush their skulls. And, and promising. doing it. And, and doing, doing it. it and yeah. doing it. And so so we're in trouble. We're we're in trouble. You know, a, a lot of the stories that make the headlines, the big headlines that we talk about are like, you know, the swimmers and the racers and things like that or the runners. Um, but, man, we we've got like real. I'm, this is not exaggeration for effect at all. We've got real men getting into a ring or a cage, whatever you want to call it, and pummeling women. It is the kind of abuse that any man, any man looking on this would be like, wait, and like go in and Mm. stop it. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you say it's none of my business, right? But you can't (laughs) beat up a woman. Like, we used to have that as a shared value in this country that like to see a man publicly beat a woman you, you're like, look, I don't want to get involved in your domestic matters, but I can't stand here and watch you beat this woman. Now people pay to see it. Man. Guys, when you uh, want to talk about a wicked culture, people are paying to see a man beat up and fracture, like crush the skull. And that is an exaggeration, but fracture the skull of a woman, like to, to pummel in her face. And, and we call that sport to drive her face into his knee. And because he wears, you know, like a like a sports bra whatever you know what i'm guys we when i say we're in trouble let me bring it down because it's friday we're we're (laughs) in trouble but that's really happening that's really happening right now all Uh, right will the great where do we go next all right let's go to uh steven in uh tennessee hi steven hello how are you today doing good i would like to just um speak a comment in line with what i'm hearing said also um, I think that it is an act of courage for uh, young ladies who are athletes to stand and refuse to compete with um, with men mm-hmm. in their sports because they have worked so hard, as you stated, and because um, of how much they have have uh, committed to their their craft. This is the only way to delegitimize the movement that is yes. being uh, forced upon them is by saying this is not um, a legitimate uh, competition. Right. And uh, I have two two daughters myself who I hope and pray I'm able to impress upon them um, this idea that they don't have to be subject to what the culture tells them now you must accept um, mm. because this is this is not a legitimate this is not a legitimate ideology that we're being faced with in today's culture. 
Man, Stephen, thank you so much. I I love the word delegitimize. Like I I think that that is so important in the in the discussion, and and I think that it's appropriately used here because you're, you're talking about if I don't get in the water and swim against a man, I am saying outright, I am saying that's a man. I'm yeah. saying that's a man. I'm not gonna. And so it delegitimizes that there is this real new category. Do you understand right. transgender woman? That's that's a non-category. What we're right. talking about is a man. And so getting out of the water delegitimizes that. I love I love that. I think that's perfectly said. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to Jake in Arkansas. Hi, Jake. Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing good. Hello. All right. Uh, here's, here's the problem I have with this. If I had a 2,000-pound grizzly bear and I had him in a cage and I bring him to you, Guys, would you get in there with that grizzly bear? Uh, no, you no, 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 no. So my no. point is, my point is this: a woman know that she can't beat a man because a woman brain develops faster than a man. I've been <laughs> preaching for twenty four years, oh, and women are smarter than men. So my daughter will not wrestle with a man. She's not going to run track against a man because we know in Leviticus chapter eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. That it's abomination for a man to sleep with a, another man or a beast. So they don't have to get in sports with these people. They can say, well, look, you're not my gender. And I'm not going to run against you. I'm not going to swim against you. I'm not going to fight against you. I'm going home. It's, it's not the men's. It's the women's. Women's wake up and say, my brain developed faster than yours, the pea brain man. I'm well, not <laughs> now, now look, Jake. Now those are your words, okay? I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the war of the of the sexes here, or the battle of the sexes. But I will say this, though. I think you raise an interesting point about the position of the women. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that there's something to be said because you look again, not exalting this Anheuser Busch deal here, but it was the men who got involved and said, no, we don't want Dylan Mulvaney on the beer cans. And and I think there's something about that. Like women just continue to um, be okay with men in their spaces. Now, when I say that, I don't want to paint with a broad brush that women, because we've seen increasingly women decrying men, full on men. And when I say full on men, I'm not suggesting that there's a middle category. I'm talking about having not had any altering surgeries. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> right, okay, yeah. in their spas and in their salons and talking about waxings and all of these things. And so you do have women who are speaking out uh, the empathy and the compassion that tends to be in spades in, in women. Right. I think that it tends to um, lead them. Yeah more than the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not suggesting that every woman, every woman in this country should be or is filled with God's spirit. But I'm saying that there is a there is a guard and there is a protection for our heavy emotions that I think women especially need that. Women especially need that. I understand. There's some people who are going to tell me, Miki, you're speaking in terms of spe- uh, stereotypes. Um, listen, there is a, a unique design in women. Now, you can deny that if you want. There's a unique design in women. There's a unique design in men. And both of them glorify God. Right. Both of them are made in God's image. Right. So you, God has shown us something about who he is in the creation and the distinction of male and female. And I think we want to try to deny that. But I think our brother is on to something here and that women increasingly are going to have to stand up and they're going to have to resist. When there is resistance, mm-hmm. you see the companies kind of like, you know, turning over. Right. right. Because right. there is resistance. Unfortunately, um, as long as anyway, as long as the women continue to allow it, believing that they're being compassionate, <sighs> then it will continue to happen. Yeah. So 
Well, they're great. Where do we go next? All right, let's go to Randy in Louisiana. Hi, Randy. Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for taking my call. All uh, right. Well, uh, these people, uh, these homosexuals, lesbians, and alphabet people, they need to go back to the closet. And <laughs> I mean, quit. And, and besides that, what these girls ought to do, like what that man was saying, when they get to a swimming meet or whatever meet, they all should get out of the water and just stare that guy down. Mm-hmm. And then when they get into the locker room with him, catch him alone and beat the No, right. no, no, Randy. <laughs> no, Randy. <laughs> Randy. Now, I agree if they get out of the uh get out of the water. Get out of the water and just let him be in there. But, but can I can yeah. I say something though? <laughs> Randy, remember a, a few things. Hey. A few things. I understand the frustration. But can I say a few things? You're still talking about women who in in their locker rooms and in their mm. changing areas, these are still men. So with That's true. And we, we're not advocating <laughs> for violence, but what we would be doing is we'd be setting these women up to be again pummeled by men. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't, because remember, when we, just because our culture collectively says transgender women, we think of that as like a softer man. No, we're talking about men. We're right. talking about men. Full we're talking about men, men <laughs> with, yes. with all of the testosterone that they bring, with all of the upper body strength that they bring. And, and what we're trying to say is, nope, there is just male and there is just female. And so I think, I think the key here is having the type of conviction that would allow you, like I'm thinking of, there's some athletes, and we'll go back to the phone lines, 888-589-8840. There are some athletes who refused to get the COVID shot, mm-hmm. who were fined and then not allowed to play. They yeah. were like, fine. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next. Why? Because there was a conviction that was driving their refusal to get the shot. It wasn't a trend. It wasn't a, it was their principle that you mm-hmm. can't force me to put unknown substances into my body. Like you, you can't make me put something into my body and I don't know what it is. Right. And so because that was their conviction, mm-hmm. their conviction drove their action and whatever the cost. <laughs> and so I think what we need to see is we need to see our young female a- athletes get the type of conviction where they say, what, whatever it costs me, yeah, like I'm, I'm getting out of the water, right. I'm standing on the sidelines on the track. Right. So really what we have to do is we have to see conviction produced in, in, our, in our, um, our young girls. All right. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right. Norman, Mississippi. Hi. Is Pastor Norman? Is it Pastor Norman? Brother yeah. Norman. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. First of all, I just wanted to say that uh, that Christians need to identify with Christ in everything, just as the saints did in Antioch. Amen. And when you do that, then you have influence with the culture. Mm. And as far as women uh, swimming with men, they should protest anytime. A man get in the water. You don't don't go in because mm-hmm. you're gonna lose anyway. Right. So so you're not you don't have a chance of winning. So stay out. Yeah. And but what's wrong with our culture, brother? Is it's in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna read this right quick. Okay. Uh, a couple of scriptures. Uh, Romans one twenty one mm-hmm. and twenty two. Because also. They knew God. Mm. They did not glorify him as God, mm-hmm. nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. 
and their foolish hearts were darkened. That's right. Mm. Professing to be wise, they became fools. That is what's wrong with our culture today. Mm-hmm. That is what's absolutely wrong with uh, most of the leaders in the Democratic Party and a good bit of them in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. They have become fools in their own wisdom. Mm-hmm. And and so, that, I mean, that's what's wrong. The other Pastor thing I Norman. wanted to say... Oh, uh, oh, we run out of time, Pastor I Norman. wanted you guys to know. I, I know. I, I want you guys to know I, uh, my wife passed oh. about a few days ago. Oh. oh. Wait, oh. okay. We're Sorry out of time yeah. until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.